Good morning, good vach, Shavua Tov, broadcasting from Yerushalayim, Yerakodesh again, Baruch Hashem. We're continuing the Shir Likut Halachas, Yoradeya Chilak Aleph, Hilchas Yayin Nesach, Halacha Dalid, Paragraph Chaf Beis. We dedicate the learning today, Li'ilu'i Nishmas, Rochel, Bas David, Vechana, whose Yorzeit was on Shabbos, the 23rd of Av, and also Lilu Nishmas Mayor Mendel Ben Chaim David, whose yard site was on Shabbos yesterday, and Lilu Nishmas Tuvio Barabi Sol Yitzchak, Yurachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and Rosa Basi Tamar. And for a complete Rafu Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Ides Bas Miriam Brindel, Rus Alexandra, Esther Chaya Bas Luna Patrisa, Mazel Bat Zahava, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Shimon Zvulon Ben Soraleya, Jonas Ben Hilda, Yosef Avram Eliezen Isim Ben Pesia, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoira, Shira Dvoira Bas Miriam, Yuspendel Bas Gitaleya, Sorocha Bas Yuspendel, Avielana Bas Yuspendel, Yafa Bas Dvoira, Dvoira Bas Yafa, Tzion Ben Sora, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Tuv Yitzvi ben Chayaliza, Eitan Yoel ben Edna, Moshe Osher Anshel ben Etyebela, Besoich Shar Choli Yisrael. We started this paragraph in the previous year, but maybe we'll pick up from the beginning to get a good running start. Ki Iker Klal Kol Hagoliois, Bifrat Hagolos Achron Hazer, Iker Hagolos Hubebechin Anal. Because the whole concept of all the exiles that Klal Yisrael has been through, and especially this final exile that we're going through now, is all because of what we've been discussing here. Meaning, Machmas Shemizgaber Hagolus Shel Hamidois Vahatayvus Rois Shel Ashivumakum. It's because of the fact that all the evil desires and character traits of the seventy nations battle us especially She'ikram Taivahanal, of which the main one is the, the desire for a sinful relationship between men and women. And as a result of us not standing up to the test and defeating these Taivas Royce and Midas Royce, what happens is as a result of, of us being in this spiritual exile, we end up being in a physical exile also, out of Eretz Yisrael, among strewn among the nations, under their control, and even in, er- in Eretz Yisrael, not living, not able to live completely the way we, we, we would want to, according to the Torah. And just like we, the Jewish nation, are in Golos, Hashem and the Shekhinah are in Golos. Kimavur b'Zoyer Kodesh, as the Zoyer Kodesh explains this, on the pasuk Ki Imoi Anoichi Betzara, Hashem says, "I am with Klal Yisrael in their pain, in their suffering." Ubavrinoisenu Horabim b'Golos Nechshav Ki Ilu Hu Yisparach Yoshei B'Deisa Asurim. And unfortunately, due to our many sins, when we are in Golos, it's considered kaviochel as if Hashem is in prison. as it says clearly in a pasuk, which we say in Tikkun Chatzos, v'hu osur bozikim, that kaviochel Hashem is bound in chains. and as we find in the Tikkun Zoyar, this is mentioned often, where, where the Zohar Kodesh says, the Alei Itmar, that about the Shekhinah, in Golos, the Gemara says, Ein chavush matir asurin, that one who is in prison usually cannot release themselves from the prison. They need outside help. Veles milsadot talia elo And the Zohar Kodesh says, the release of the Shekhinah from Golos and our getting out of Golos is dependent only on tshuva. 
letavra beso asurindile, to break out f- from his imprisonment. Because the main thing that's causing this exile to keep us in prison to such a degree is this topic that we've been discussing earlier. One of the main things that's causing this golus to be so severe and so harsh is the fact that the Yitzhahara, which, which puts our soul in exile, has power as a result of us formatting the heavenly light, the light of the Torah, improperly, the opposite from the truth. And when a person misinterprets the Torah, then everything becomes permissible. Everything becomes like a, a smooth path. The person suddenly makes Averois into mitzvahs. Especially regarding the topic of machloikis, the issue of machloikis against Sadikim or against another group of Jews. Because this is the real exile of the Shechina, that which each and every one of us causes through our Averas, through our sins, and especially through this, meaning, when a person thinks that they're very smart, and people invent new mitzvahs for themselves, such as considering it permissible and a mitzvah to murder another Jew, or to beat up another Jew. And this is caused by people formatting the light, the light of the Torah, the opposite of the way it's supposed to be formatted. When a person does that, it's considered as if they're trapping and imprisoning the Shechina in prison, literally. Since this person is taking that unformatted divine light and imprisoning it in his brain that's messed up, that's, that's, that's misinterpreting things. And the person ends up spoiling and, and formatting this light, the opposite of the truth, the opposite of what it's supposed to be. And as a result of the fact that Hashem gives us human beings such incredible Bechira. Hashem gives us free choice that we can choose whatever we want. This Kaviochel forces Hashem to allow His holy light to be trapped in this person's brain against Hashem's will, Kaviochel. Shezeo bechinas tfisa ubeisu asurim mamish shel shechinas uzoi. This is referred to as imprisonment of the, of the divine spirit of Hashem, the Shechin of Hashem. Kemavur mizeh bahatoira, as Rabbi Nezal discusses this in chapter 60, in the second half of Likut Imran, Almaimar Rabbi Senezal, regarding the Gemara, which discusses the, when Rabbi Akiva was in prison and Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoyezal went to visit him. Sheoma Rabbi Shimon Ben Yechoyezal Rabbi Akiva, Kishiyosha Betfisa, Rabbi Shimon Bar said to his Rebbe, Rabbi Akiva, when Rabbi Akiva was in prison, Rebbe, Lamdeni Torah, my Rebbe, teach me Torah, and if not, I'll report you to the authorities. This is a very strange Gemara, which Rabbi Nezal in that chapter in the Kutimran goes into tremendous detail in explaining. Rabbi Nezal shows there, Shalidei Talmud, She'enoi Hogun, Nenash Betfisa Chas 
that when a rabbi teaches Torah to a student who's not a, a good student, meaning to a student who's going to misinterpret the Torah that he's being taught, the punishment for that rabbi is prison. Because when we draw the light of Hashem down to a place that it doesn't really want to go, into a brain that's damaged, that's the concept of Hashem or the Shekhinah going into prison. As the Pesach says in Shir Hashirin, a king that's tied up with straps, etc., this is an exp- a term used in Sifrei Kabbalah, Rabbeinu mentions it in, in Likud Imran. Whereas, when we draw the holy light of Hashem from above, when we draw it down properly, Hashem enjoys that very much, that's beautiful. Whereas, when we draw the light of the Torah, when a rabbi teaches a student who's a bad student, a student who's going to use that Torah against Hashem, against Klal Yisrael, that's referred to as prison for this holy light. And therefore, the penalty for a rabbi who teaches such a student is that the rabbi has to go to prison, chas v'shom. kol Take a look over there in chapter 60, in the second half of Likud Imran, where Rabbi Nezal elaborates on this in a, in a major way, how Rabbi Shimon was telling Rabbi Akiva, I am a good student, and therefore you can teach me Torah. Because when the Torah is taught to a student that's unworthy, that student is receiving this light of the Torah into his damaged brain. And he's formatting the Torah the opposite of what, what the true intentions of Hashem are. Nimza, so therefore we conclude that this person, it's as if he's imprisoning Hashem's light against Hashem's will, meaning in a way that Hashem really doesn't want. This is considered mamish imprisonment. Let's pause here for a minute. I, I've mentioned this in the past but it, it, it seems very fitting over here in order to clarify what's going on here. The Orachayim HaKodesh tells us by the story of Yosef HaTzadik and his brothers. It says there that his brothers didn't like him. They were envious of him. They hated him. And they couldn't speak with peace. They couldn't have a peaceful conversation. Tremendous machloikis. And then at one point they decided to murder him. And then it says, Ruvain heard about this, Vayatzilehu miyodom. And Ruvain rescued Yosef from their hands. It doesn't say he rescued him, it says he rescued him from their hands. And the Orachaim HaKodesh says that this is very specific here. And he mentions that Yosef, how did he rescue him? He said, there's a pit of snakes and scorpions here. Let's throw him in there. That's called rescuing? The Yorachayim HaKadosh says, definitely yes. That Yosef HaTzadik was in safer company among these snakes and scorpions than with his brothers. Because a snake and a scorpion do not have Bechira. They don't have any free choice. They cannot and will not harm a person unless they're given clear permission by Hashem to do it. Whereas a human being, the Orachim HaKadosh says, has Bechira, and a human being sometimes can cause harm to another human being even when it's not really the will of Hashem. It's not what Hashem wants, Kav It's in a sense against Hashem's will. 
But this is part of Bechira, that Hashem lets out the leash, He lets us do things, even if Hashem is not so happy about it. And that's why He says, Vayatzileu miodom, He rescued him from their hands, from the hands of these Bali Bechira. And He goes on to say that the brothers said, and then we'll see about His dreams. And they want, we're going to prove that His dreams were false. His dreams about everybody bowing down to Him and everything. Dorach HaKadosh says they weren't right in this because could be his dreams were true dreams, and they with their Bechira would go in and override it and negate Hashem's original plan for all of this greatness for Yosef HaTzadik. So that's what Rav Nelson Zal is referring to here when he says again that each and every one of us has Bechira, each and every one of us has a brain, and if we behave properly, then our brain is a good, healthy keli to receive Torah. And when we learn Torah, we'll understand the Torah properly and interpret it properly. But if a person's brain has become damaged due to pigama bris and other things like that, then when the Torah goes into such a brain, what happens is the person ends up misinterpreting the Torah, twisting the Torah, and coming out with all kinds of false conclusions and basing it on Torah, possibly. The Torah says it's a mitzvah to persecute this person, to, to, to kill him, to Rahman al-Islam. That's when it comes to Pigama Bris and other sins. Now Rav Nosanzal goes, goes further. The Kolsh game, and especially, especially... I'm sorry, mikolshkein vekolshkein, especially, especially, elu bale hamachloikis, these people who stir up machloikis in Klal Yisrael, shemekalkalin ma'oid, they mess up tremendously, umahapchim ma'oid oir ho'emes, they really twist and, and turn the light of truth upside down completely. As a result of the fact that their brains are damaged. To the point where they twist the Torah completely to the opposite of what Hashem really wants. This is literally putting Hashem, putting the Shechina in prison, Rahman this is the real exile of the Shechina. When the Gemara uses that term, the Gemara or the Sifrei Kabbalah, Rav Nosanzal says this is the real, real ex- example of it. And how much more so? Now Rav Nosanzal speaks about what he himself was experiencing at the time, that there were Jews, supposedly religious Jews, supposedly Hasidim, who went to the Russian government and, and made up lies about Rav Nosanzal and got him put into prison, into jail, with drunks and murderers and cutthroats. So now Rav Nosanzal says, especially when these Cholkim, when these people from the opposition who persecute, and they, they turn over a religious Jew who's being persecuted through them, they get him put into prison. And it's as if we could say that the divine spirit of Hashem is over there in jail with that person. Because the Torah says that. Hashem says, when there's a, a good Jew and the Jew is in prison, I'm right there in prison with him. Woe is to the people who cause all of this. Woe is to their souls. Because they did terrible things to themselves. Now, when a Jew, when a religious Jew sees that the Golos is attacking him from all sides, especially a Jew who is being persecuted to such a degree where he gets put into prison, 
levroyach velorus mishom daikol Hashem is borach. How is he supposed to respond to all of this? He's supposed to run away. He's supposed to think carefully about how to run away from there to Hashem. Where to run to? To run to Hashem. Ki bevadai ein shum kol Because most definitely, there is no solution, there's no trick, there's no advice regarding all of the suffering that, that Klal Yisrael goes through especially against those people who oppose a Jew and persecute him to the point where they want to see him dead, they want to murder him, to the point where they get him put into prison, the only solution, the only correct response to this is to cry out to Hashem. As it says, and if they find themselves tied up in chains, they hearken their ears to Musr to get the message. And it says also in Tehillim, chapter 107 in Tehillim, those who are sitting in darkness and in the shadow of death, they're imprisoned. What do they do? They cry out to Hashem. Rabbi Nelson Zal is talking to himself here. He's sharing it with us, how he was dealing with what he was going through. They have to scream to Hashem. And to do a real, complete tshuva to Hashem. The Iker HaTshuva and the main tshuva is as we discussed earlier. For a person to really look carefully inside of themselves and examine everything they're doing and return to Hashem. What do we mean? A person has to really search and analyze everything they're doing. And to really think carefully why is Hashem doing this to me? It could only be because somehow I damaged my moichen, my brain. I caused the light of Hashem to be imprisoned, in a sense, to be trapped. As a result of me formatting the light improperly, I didn't format the light according to the MS Lamitoi, according to the highest possible level of truth. Because we already explained, that even regarding those people who are trying to serve Hashem properly, there are many different levels and many different ways. Because regarding the kinds of mistakes that people make, that we mentioned earlier, where it's possible for a Jew to be mistaken in how they format, how they receive and accept the light of the Torah, to deviate from the real truth, there are many, many, many different types of mistakes. Dakim vegasim, fine mistakes, very, very fine mistakes, and thick mistakes. Vidak minadak, and super fine mistakes. Alkane, therefore, a person has to really think carefully all, all, all the time. Especially when the person is going through a crisis or suffering, that the fact that I find myself in this prison is possibly because I was I did not format the light properly. Venoto 
and, and I, I allowed myself to deviate to follow the silliness of this world. Because in this world there's a lot, a lot of things that generate foolishness, nonsense, that are full of nonsense. And therefore, the person realizes that they were put into prison by Hashem exacting a punishment that fits the crime perfectly. Because the divine light of Hashem, the unformatted light of Hashem, which comes down all the time, which is the source of, of our life, where we draw life from, even though this light is simple, it's unformatted, it's complete oneness, despite that, when it comes down, down to this earth, and it gets formatted inside each and every individual person's head, according to where that person's head is at, that light spreads out and splits out into infinite different options, different possibilities, different interpretations. And this applies both within the framework of holiness and the opposite of that, chas because even within the arena of holiness, there are many, many, many different, diverse paths. And so too, within the arena of the sitra there are many, many messed up, perplexed paths, Rahman al-Islam. And a person has to always be striving and trying very much to follow the righteous path of truth. To turn one's heart to Hashem. To format the light of Torah to the path of truth based on each and every person's level. And even if a person is trying to follow the Torah, trying to follow the right path and everything, a person has to be extremely careful to follow the path that applies to them, not to follow a path that applies to someone else. Even though that other path is also one of the paths in Torah, however, that path does not apply to, to me right now based on my level. That path applies to that person based on where they're at. How much more so and more so that a person shouldn't deviate from the true path of the Torah completely, go totally off track. We know that this is definitely possible. There are people who learn, and they say little knowledge is much more harmful than no knowledge. Because if a person has no knowledge, hopefully they know that they have no knowledge, they have to go ask somebody who's knowledgeable. But when people have little knowledge, and they come to conclusions on their own based on a mitzvah. Person sometimes, when it comes to shalom bias, person thinks they learned something. They learned about how the relationship between a husband and wife is supposed to be, and they think they know. And they start doing all kinds of things that cause tremendous, tremendous harm. And the person says, no, no, this is the halacha. I'm following the halacha. This is what it says. 
and the person doesn't realize that they are not qualified at all whatsoever to interpret the halacha for themselves, especially when there's nikiyas, when there's personal interests. V'alkein hizir hakosuv. And it's for this reason that the Pasuk in Mishle, chapter 4, warns us, Pales magal raglecha, <clears throat> measure carefully the path of your feet, v'chold rachecha yikoinu, and see to it that all of your paths should be guided properly, v'chulu, etc. V'alkein bikesh dovid harbei, and this is why we find Dovra Melech throughout Tehillim asking Hashem many times in many different ways. Choyreini Hashem darkecho Hashem, please teach me your path. What do you mean teach me? Dovra Melech was a Talmud Chacham, he was a Tzadik Emes, he was the leader of his generation. He knew that he has to constantly plead and plead with and beg Hashem, guide me, I shouldn't make mistakes. And this is why the, the Medrash points out that that one of the most important rules in the Torah is to understand Hashem and to be always thinking about Hashem in all of your paths. Meaning, a person has to really think carefully about all their different paths, everything they're doing. To always attach myself to Hashem. Meaning, that everything I'm doing should really, really be for the sake of Hashem, not with any personal interests. Nimtza, we conclude therefore, Sheyesh lechol adam kama vekama drachim nesunim lefonav that every single person has many paths in front of them to choose from. This is the incredible power of free choice. <coughs> this is Baruchnius. And this is what evolves into a situation where on a physical level also, we have all kinds of different paths that a person can take to get to whatever place the person wants to get to. V'yalkein, and therefore, when a person sees that they're being punished by being put into prison, which means that the person is not free to leave whenever they want, the person has to really, really think carefully and, and realize that this, this is because I have messed up regarding the paths that are in front of me. And I've formatted the divine light in whatever way I wanted to. And as a result of my messing up in this area, as a result of my many sins, nitpasti, I was imprisoned, to the point where I can't move, I can't go to where I want to go to. And there's no solution, the only solution is to return to the source and the roots of all paths. Shehu shall call hadrochim kodom, shehu oyer ho'elyon shel Hashem isporach, which is the heavenly divine light of Hashem. Shemishom mispashtim umispatzlin kol hadrochim. It's from there that there emanates all the different paths. Shetzrichin, meaning, we have to return, to turn around and return to Hashem. And to attach ourselves to that source of oneness. And to search for, to search for the real true path. 
to choose for myself the real, true, righteous path. Bebechinas, as the Pasuk says in Chomish Dvorim, Batsar Lecha, when you'll find yourself in a constriction, in prison, Umitsa you will find Hashem, you'll search for Hashem and you'll find Hashem. And you'll return to Hashem and you'll listen to what Hashem has to say. <clears throat> and then the kindness of Hashem will return to the person and will release that person to freedom. Kishom because up there, all the way up there, where the light of Hashem is first, first starting to, to be formatted in any kind of way, that's referred to as the world of freedom. And now Rav Nosenzal is going to give us the Kabbalistic interpretation of this on a very simple level that we can relate to. We know that Kaviochel, when we speak about the Midos of Hashem, usually Keser is the highest level. Keser is the crown of Hashem. There we say there is no formatting, there's no concept of right and left. It's all pure oneness. From there, it comes down to Chachma and Bina. Chachma is referred to, and Keser is referred to as closed hidden, completely hidden and closed. The Nakuda of Komatz, which means Komatz means a closed fist. That's the Nakuda that's associated with Keser. Below Keser is Chachma. The Nakuda associated with Chachma is Pasach. Pasach means to open up. The Sifrei Kabbalah explained that's where the light begins to begin to start opening up for us where it's possible for us to have some kind of a connection over there, to be able to see something. However, in Chachma, the light has not yet been formatted and shaped, really. It's only when it comes to Bina, when the light drops down another level to the sphere of Bina, the Nekuda associated with Bina is Tzere, the two dots. Tzere is Miloshon Litzayer, to format, to shape. That's where the light is starting, beginning to begin to take shape and form, in the sphere of Bina. Now, Bina is also referred to by the number 50, 50 gates of Bina. The Gemara even mentions this, that Moshe Rabbeinu was zeichet to 49 out of the 50 gates of Bina, Nun Shari Bina. And we know that 50 is associated with freedom. The Jubilee year, Yoivel, Yoivel is when all slaves go free and all properties are freed from any temporary ownership. They go back to their original owners. So the number 50, the sphere of Bina, is referred to as Olam Hacherus, the world of freedom. So Rav Zal says now, because the formatting of the light, Bina, in the aspect of Bina, Shehi Bechinas Tzere, which the Tikkun Ezra tells us is associated with the Nekudet Tzere, Shemishom Kol Hacherus. And it's from Bina that all freedom emanates. Remember, Bina is Yoivel, the 50th year, the Jubilee, when the Torah says everything goes free. Kishon Iker Hachuva. And Bina is also the address. Of, of true tshuva. The pus, there are several psukim in the Torah which say, The person's heart will begin to understand and the person will do tshuva. So again, bina associated with tshuva. Kayadu, as is known throughout all the Sifrei Kabbalah and Sifrei Chasidus, Shetzorich Loshuv Lebina Digdusha. And what this means on a practical level is that a person has to return to a holy understanding, to think deeply into a person's actions. What am I doing? Am I doing the right? Am I really doing the right thing? To return to our roots, to our source. And 
and to, to start formatting the light in a proper way based on the true paths of the Torah that emanate from there, that emanate from Hashem and from these spheroids. And it's from this type of thinking, by a person thinking deeply, analyzing their actions and doing true tshuva, that's the source of all freedom. As we find, the Gemara says that the letters of the Ten Commandments, the letters of the Aseris Hadibrois, were engraved in the Luchos, in these stones. The word Chorus means engraved, inscribed. And the Gemara says, Al Tikri Chorus Elechirus. The word Chorus means engraved, the word Chorus means freedom. And the Gemara says, A true free person is a person who studies Torah properly. By us carving out and f- formatting the Torah on these tablets properly, as it was given on Har Sinai, through this a person is to true freedom, to become free from all insanity, to be free from all wrong type of imprisonment, and to become completely connected to Hashem. Any questions, please? A question in the chat that we believe that Rabbi Nelson Zal was the tzaddik of his generation, and he ended up in prison, literally in prison. <clears throat> and he tells us here that the way he interpreted this was this implies that his moyach wasn't really perfect. His moyach was pogum, and therefore he imprisoned the shechina, and therefore he has to go into prison. And if that's the case regarding Rav Zal, what should we say, Rahmar al-Islam? <clears throat> We know he made, he made reference here to Rabbi Akiva, don't forget. The Gemara tells us Rabbi Akiva, who was comparable to Moshe Rabbeinu in knowledge and in wisdom, Rabbi Akiva went to prison. And Yosef Hatzadik was put into prison. What's going on here? Rabbi Nelson Zal told us, though, that this applies to each and every person on their level. That even by the tzaddikim, even the people on the highest, highest levels, <coughs> It's possible that by them, there might have been a shikidako, a tiny, tiny type of error in, in how they formatted the light. <coughs> I remember Rav Rosenfeld used to say to one of the Breslava Zikanim, Rav Tzviari Lippel he said that by Tashlich, <coughs> when you're throwing away your sins, do me a favor, put them in a bag for me. I'll trade your sins for my mitzvahs meaning these people on their level, what to them is considered a pigam, <coughs> we would wish in a billion years that we could get to that kind of level. But it's possible that on their level, <coughs> it could be considered some type of a pigam. That's one possibility. And another possibility is that these tzaddikim make it seem as if it's their problem, that they were pigam, when in actuality, they're doing tshuva for us. They're doing tshuva on our behalf. There's a posseg, v'hu mechoylel mipshoenu. Rabbi Nezal elaborates on this a lot in the final shir that he gave in his life. The chapter on the Kutimran, Tiku in the second half of the Kutimran, Rabbi Nezal speaks over there about why tzaddikim suffer. And he gives different reasons, different examples. And one of the reasons is because of our sins, not because he was pagan in any way whatsoever, but rather to atone for us. And, and very often these tzaddikim who deserve Hashem's kindness, they trade it in. They, they, they give up the kindness that's due to them for our benefit, that that kindness should be distributed among Kal Yisrael, and they take upon themselves the judgment that we, unfortunately, should be experiencing. Anyone else, please? Have I have to admit, having grown up in America, these words uh, remind me of some other belief systems. It's, it's hard to 
hard to make that shift to say that this is authentic Torah. You're right. <clears throat> this is, these are very delicate concepts, but these other belief systems, some of them took they took the Torah and again they twisted it. We know the Balshamta says Vesartem Vavadatem Lakimacherim that when a person turns away from Hashem one degree, <coughs> a person changes or misinterprets the Torah just a little bit, it can lead to a whole other religion. That's why these are very delicate points, very delicate points. And, and Baruch Hashem, this is why Rabbi Nelson Zal is elaborating so much. He's making it as clear as it could possibly be for us to be able to understand to be able to understand what's going on and, and, and what, what, the, what the position of the tzaddik is, what the position, what, what everything is. We just read in the Chumash, yesterday on Shabbos, I believe we had it, this past Shabbos or the previous Shabbos, where the Torah makes it perfectly clear for children that Hashem originally started giving the Aserah Sadibras to Klal Yisrael. He gave us the first two, we died, and Klal Yisrael said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Daber ato imonu, you speak to us, we cannot receive it from Hashem. This concept of an intermediate, that we need some, and Moshe Rabbeinu says in the Torah, Hashem. I stood between you and Hashem. There is such a concept in Kedusha, in, in extreme holiness, that's in the Chumash, in the Gemara, in, in the Zohar Kodesh, all over the place. A person needs to learn properly. And here again, Rabbi Nassau makes it clear that if a person's brain is pogum, they're going to read those words, they're going to misinterpret it, and it's going to lead them to all kinds of terrible places. If a person's brain is pure, then they can, they can receive this properly. And, and here again, we have Rav This is discussed in chapter 36 in Likut Imran. So Rav asks in Likut Halachas in a different place, hold on a second. All of us, all of our brains are messed up. And if you're telling me my brain is messed up, when I'm sitting hearing Divrei Torah from a tzaddik, <clears throat> those words of Torah are going into my messed up brain and, and they're going to cause all kinds of damage and everything. That's what Rav Nezal says over there in chapter... 36 in Likut Imran. And Rav Nosanzal says, therefore, what's the solution? The solution is to put my brain aside. If I recognize that my brain is pogum, that I have not been perfect the way I should be in Tikkun Abris and all kinds of other things, I have to be prepared to put my own personal thinking aside when I engage the tzaddik, when I learn the, the, the words of the tzaddik, and to use his moyach. If I'm using my moyach, if I'm including my brain, my personal thinking, I can damage. If I put my brain aside, if I'm mevatel my das completely to the tzaddik oemes, to the true tzaddik, then I'm using his brain, then there's no chance of misinterpreting or misjudging, then it'll only have positive results. I guess then, I guess it would be it would be the easy way out to say, oh, these concepts they were they were messed up by other people and they were brought to the wrong places. So let's just skip over it because it's a little bit too dangerous. But what we're saying is that the way Rambam is presenting it, it's we 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 can't just throw away parts of the Torah because other people make mistakes. Exactly. We know, for example, in the Olam HaTorah they put aside the study of Tanakh completely because of the fact that the reform and conservative and those people who went off the derech, they threw away the Gemaras, they threw away the Torah Shabal Peh, they refused to believe that Torah Shabal Peh is Menashemayim, and they focused on Tanakh. And, and they gave their own interpretations you know, to those things over there. So many people in the Olam Torah said, therefore, we don't learn Tanakh, we don't learn Nach, Nevi'im and Ksuvim at all. Only Gemara, that kind of thing. 
that's also not a hundred percent. We know that Rabbeinu, all the tzaddikim amitim, the true Tamid Chachamim, had to learn Nevi'im and Ksuvim because the, the Gemara is based on Nevi'im. The Gemara and the Zohar is based on Nevi'im and Ksuvim. You don't just put an X, you don't just detach a branch of the Torah. The same thing is regarding Soid. Because the limit of secrets of Torah requires a certain level of purity and sitkus and everything, <clears throat> so some people just cut it out and throw it away and it, it doesn't exist, chas you know. That's not the solution. The solution is two things. Number one, to, to work on purifying ourselves as much as we possibly can. And if we realize that we have not succeeded in purifying ourselves, then instead of just saying, I won't look at that, saying I'm going to look at it only through the eyes of the true tzaddikim. I'm going to put my own personal das aside and I'm going to look only through the eyes of the true tzaddikim. Just like Reb Chaim Vital writes, that in order for a person to be able to study Kabbalah properly, there's one prerequisite, that if the person will, will realize that if they come across anything they don't understand, they're not going to allow it to put any doubt on Hashem or doubt on the Torah or doubt on the Tzaddik. They're going to assume and understand completely that it's only my shortcoming. It's my lack of das that I don't understand this right now. Such a person is allowed to learn this limut and it'll benefit them. Whereas if the person is, like he said before, if a person thinks he's smart and he's using his own brain or he's being misled, by people who think they're smart, Rahman al-Islam. That's where the danger comes in. Baruch Hashem. This is a very delicate and difficult and painful part that, that we're learning about what Rav Zal went through, how he was put into jail. This Rav Zal wrote, it's possible that this halacha was written when he was in jail. There are certain halachas and halachas that he wrote from there that he asked his Talmudim to bring him a Tanakh and a this and a Medrash and a this and while he was in prison with murderers, Russian prison, we're not talking about where they had television and you had your choice of uh, whether you want the whole wheat bread or the regular bread, we're talking about real prison in, in Russia 200 years ago. Rabbi Nassim Zal was Dovuk his brain was Dovuk Tashem, and he was trying to understand it all through the eyes of the Torah, through the eyes of, of the Likutei Moran. And again, he was looking, what do I have to do to correct this? What am I doing wrong that I need to, to, to fix all of this? Should be to understand the Torah properly, to do a tshuva shalema. We're headed towards Elo this week. Thursday is Yom Kippur Cotton of the month of Elul, the month of Tshuva for the year. We should be We can start from today, from Sunday, start preparing, orienting our brains to do Tshuva. Beinotam Lamokoim and Beinotam Lachaveroi. And be to see the Gula Shlema, Bemherab Yameno, Amen Vyameno.